the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. To have faith in God is not a stagnant state. It's a journey. As a believer, we should grow in our knowledge of God and His Word. Walk with Alan Cutting and many other believers as together we walk the believer's journey. Aloha, and thank you for joining us here at the Believer's Journey. I want to welcome you. And um, I'm thankful that you're watching, that you support our ministry, uh, that you pray for us. And uh, it's just really a blessing to continue on and uh, know that you're there. Uh, today we're going to have an extra special program. Um, good friend, uh, Brenda K. Dale. We've had her on our program a couple of years ago. It's been a while. A couple of years ago. Uh, she's with the Artist Night Out. But her ministry is, is really taken off. And there's changes, and there's changes again, and there's changes again. So I wanted to bring her back on and, and, and talk about her ministry and how it's growing and how you could really look at this if you're local in the area, how you can support it, how you can actually come by and uh, be a part of it. She offers a lot of things to the community and to people um, up here. So she's the owner of uh, uh, Brenda's Creations and Art Studio. Well, it was Brenda's Creations. It's now Artist Night Out. Artist Night, just totally. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of letting art Brenda's Creations go. That's just my art. Oh, okay. Side. Yeah. So at the at one point you were actually giving art lessons. Yes. You still do the beginning. I art still lessons? do this. Yes. Okay, and that's for anybody who wants to learn how to create, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, I use okay. acrylic painting classes and uh so tell us about artist night out because before you know you're just kind of getting going yeah and now it's a whole different ball of wax it's really different yeah so we're almost um as far as the ministry of artist night out is five years mm -hmm. and uh we've been in the mall almost two years now a little you know this is our second year and uh yeah it's um it's growing. <laughs> we're still here, and we're still being a light in the darkness at Rolling Oaks Mall. And uh, every Saturday night, we have live music, art, dance. I do a little live painting, um, spoken word. Uh, people can come in, go upstairs, get something to eat, come sit down at the table, enjoy the music, worship, pray. Just be yourself as a Christian. Uh, what's really interesting, and um, and I, I didn't even look back at the other or in an inter interview, but what's really interesting is that you do this in a shopping mall. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, of all places, you know, the shopping mall, I guess, has had problems. It's uh, slow, mm -hmm. and now you're, you're in a, uh, the corner area of this one air, one spot of the mall, mm -hmm. and you've got a ministry going there, and it's, it's really hopping. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we bring our own business in there pretty much, and then, you know, the mall's already there. They already have events going on, so people that, you know, may be in the world lost and need, need just some comfort or prayer, they can just walk right in. So talk about talk about to us about some of your events that you have going on now, and some of the 
not just events, but you also have people who um, come in and, and do ministry as well. Right. So we, we support local ministries, local Christian businesses, local Christian artists. You know, we have uh, spaces available. That's how we help, you know, keep the doors open. Um, they can rent the space. Uh, or use the space for their ministry or their business. And uh, we, we just love working with, you know, people who are of the faith and, you know, help them grow their business as well or their ministry. So any way we can be a light. <laughs> um, so I understand you also have a congregation that meets there regularly. Yes, Ignite Community Church with Ch- uh, Pastor Chad Shapiro. Um, they are there on Thursday nights at 6.30. We, we were calling it summer nights, but summer's over or pretty much getting over. And so we were doing a 2 p.m. service, but now we're doing the 6.30 on Thursday nights. And they are there now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Chad, if you happen to watch this, I've been trying to get a hold of you. Yeah. <laughs> Call this guy. <laughs> um, and so tell us about your, your, um, the art and how that's all the different facets of what's going on with it. So not only do I do art for, you know, just for fun, um, I've taken it to the next level by teaching it. I have art classes there. I go and I do art classes in the public schools um, as an uh, after-school program uh, for elementary schools. Um, that's a contract job. I also have a school inside Artist Night Out called Deep Calls Worship School, and they are a homeschool group that just started. And they are bringing their group into Artist Night Out, and we're having art and music classes there. So that just started, and that's every Monday at, um, well, from, from uh, 9.30 to 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So that, that's going on consistently. Um, I also have my own private art lessons that I do in the back, and uh, those are beginner art lessons, and you just learn the basic concepts of art in those classes, and they're private lessons, so it's one-on-one. And I also, you know, along with the art, I sell my art. I make prints of my art. I now have a Shopify store online. Um, And what else do I do? (laughs) I do a lot of things. As an artist, I'm multitasking all the time, so it's easy for me to do that. And some people, you know, they don't want to multitask. But for me, it comes naturally, so I just do. And, you know, God uses this, you know, as a ministry to, to reach lost yeah, probably about a quarter, maybe a third of the population of the world, we can multitask. And then you have the other bunch that can do what's one thing at a time. One thing at a time, right. Yeah. So so let's say that, you know, here I am, and and for me, I mean, I literally can hardly draw a stick figure. Right. You know, when, I, when I'm when i teaching and I'm doing a circle in, the, in there and the circle's lopsided, you know, everybody uh-huh. laughs at me. So, so someone like me, if I needed or wanted to... Um, to take an art class before you say oh, there's no hope for you. <laughs> <laughs> how, how would I go about um, getting lessons or learning from you? Right. So um, I do have a website, artistnightout.org, and you can go to the classes tab and read what I teach, the concepts. And, and by the way, you can go to our website, uh, thebelieversjourney.net, and add our, on our guest 
page, uh, you can click on the picture on the right-hand side, and it'll go right to um, Brenda's website. Mm -hmm. Okay. So go ahead. Oh, that's awesome. You know, so we have that. Um, you go there. You can see the list of the classes that I offer. Um, you can come into the mall and find out about the classes. But really, I just teach the basic concepts of art. So I am a self-taught artist myself. My grandmother was an artist, and she taught me in oils, and I, do an, I just paint in acrylics. So I choose that. Um, with my students, whether they can paint, draw, whatever, they need to know the concepts of art. So like color theory, composition, texture, those are just concepts. And you use those concepts to create beautiful art. I don't draw. I don't actually draw. I sketch. I just kind of like make it work, you know, and I move the lines around, you know, and I try to make it a pretty a picture. So I don't expect my students to know how to draw. Um, you know, we're not going to draw, actually. We're going to paint. So we use the paint to teach the concepts with. And actually, you do paintings and art live. Uh -huh. I also live paint at uh, different events. I've been, I just went to uh, downtown at the Tobin Center. I literally just did that one. And that was really an, an awesome experience. Um, I can, you know, people usually just contract me to go and live paint for their event to add value to what they're doing. Um, and then we sell the painting that I create there. And that helps raise funds for their event. That's really awesome. You know, God just opens doors, you know. We just have to be willing to walk through them. So what is this Monday thing you, you said? To it's a homeschool group. Okay. Um, they teach art and music. I'm the art teacher, obviously. But they also teach the Bible. And this is a teenage, you know, basically uh, high school, uh, homeschool group. And uh, they are friends of mine, which is interesting because I met them through watching online their son playing guitar. I reached out to them, said, hey, I like your son. Can you come, yeah, Can y'all have him come and play for Artist Night Out? The next thing I know, they come. They are in themselves a band called Deep Calls. They started coming to Artist Night Out and playing on Saturday nights. So it was just, you know, divine appointment. So, so they started playing. And then, you know, they were already teaching at another school. And things changed, and so now they're here at Artist Night Out teaching their classes. So what kind? So when you say teach music, do they teach instruments or mm -hmm. singing or what both. is it they do? They do both. Yes. So okay. drums, guitar. Uh, I've even seen them do violin. Uh, they do vocal lessons, a little bit of everything, okay. keyboard. Is it just drums and guitar, or do they have, like, flute or saxophone or anything um, else? Not yet, but I'm sure they will, you know, because who knows what, what the Lord's going to bring. Okay. Yeah. So... So this is all new from what you we Yeah, this about. is all very recent. Yeah. Yeah, this is all happening right now. <laughs> I, I'm really impressed. I was impressed when I saw this, and that's why I reached out to you to say, hey, I want you back on my program. Yeah. This is really good. Because I think the community, you know, as something, I think I said this to you before, as the community sees this, you have something for them that they're starving for, mm -hmm. which is, Activity and growth in the spirit in in things that a lot of churches, if you will, mm -hmm. just don't get involved with. Exactly. Yeah. It's art ministry is what it is. Yeah. Because, you know, when I was in church years back, I just remember being an artist and feeling like I couldn't, like God couldn't use me or my gifts. And, 
you know, then I ended up being a youth pastor and doing that and working with the kids. But I was always an artist, so I always used art in that way to reach the kids. And it always was part of my ministry. So I started going to an art, art ministry school online, and I realized that there's thousands, literally thousands of art ministers out there we don't even know about. And it's really, I want to bring light to that because there's a lot of people who are very creative that have God in their heart and they want to share their gift. So if you happen to be in San Antonio or you know about San Antonio or if you're going to visit San Antonio, uh, there's a place called Rolling Oaks Mall. It's up by uh, Highway uh, 1604 Mm -hmm. and 35. Nacogdoches. Nacogdoches, yeah. yeah. Right down the corner. Well, if you're not from here, you're not going to know what neck of this is. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of a west of 35 on, on there. It's mm-hmm. the only mall there. And uh, her her shop there is right in that mall. Mm-hmm. Um, now, last time I went there, I had to come in the back way. I don't know if there's... Yeah, you can go through the back door if you want. If you're coming into like to be a band or something and you're mm-hmm. going to play, um, they do let you in that back door. Uh, but the old Macy's building was is right there, and you just go around the corner um, where the Macy's building used to be, and there's a opening right there. Is there still a sign that says Macy's on the wall? On the door? It's like where the sign used to be, so you can still see the imprint of Macy's. Okay. It's it's um, closed right now. So if you come to San Antonio and you want to know something to do and you want to see a ministry, this is an amazing ministry. Come a Saturday night, you know. If, uh, that's a great ministry. The, you said the congregation meets. They meet on Thursday right now? Thursday nights at 630. Right Are they, and do you have a Sunday meeting also? So right now, because the, they ha- this is a church plant, mm-hmm. and so the other location was the YMCA and Thousand Oaks. And at, at 11 o'clock was that service. But that 11 o'clock service now meets at Artist Night Out as well. <laughs> so we, we packed the house now. It's, <laughs> it's pretty pretty. Tight. So, <laughs> Got to need a bigger building. <laughs> so, so I'm impressed. I'm impressed that God has really blessed your ministry. Um, yes. I think that, you know, we hear a lot of ministries about what they do as far as, you know, feeding people, clothing people, housing people. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, there's something that happened in Moldova. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened was when Russia moved into Ukraine... They had about 500 plus thousand, 500,000 plus people just coming over the borders. Mm -hmm. And so the people that I know there, the missionaries, they ended up finally, because they had to find a place to house these people, and then they found a house where they actually have children go, and through the day, they have artsy stuff and craft stuff to keep them going, as well as they meet with the, the, the mothers or, you know, the women or, or mm-hmm. families, uh, a lot of the men didn't come over because they had to go to, to war, mm-hmm. but but they had a lot of craft things there, and it, and it built on that. And it was really kind of cool. Yeah. So that was done out of necessity, mm-hmm. but it was a need that I realized that's really important. So yeah, it is. what it you really do is. really is important. Mm-hmm. It's a universal language, for one. Yeah. You know, everyone understands. You draw a picture, you kind of get that interpretation of what that picture is. Well, yeah. I mean, I play guitar. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I remember, you know, lots of times if you meet, you know, if you have a study or you meet, you need to do something, you you're, don't know, pull out the guitar and play songs and people will yeah. either play with you or sing. And, and it's kind of a nice, nice, you know, feeling. It's a nice get together. Mm-hmm. And I think it touches the soul. 
It changes the atmosphere. It, it really does. Mm -hmm. And so I think what you do has a lot to do with how we need to, how God created us with that idea of, you know, touching one another, mm -hmm. building up one another. Yeah. You know, the, the spirit that we touch the Lord. I mean, you, know, you look in the Old Testament of all the, the singing they did and, and the music that went on. It's mm -hmm. just huge. Mm hmm you know, and I think as we go to our churches today, and, and you see that as well, it's huge. Yeah, I mean, God owns it all. Like all the art, all the music mm -hmm. is His. Yeah, it's it's what we do with it here on Earth that that matters. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about and share with our audience about your ministry? Well, um, and what you're saying about about using art, you know, it's a tool, you know, mm -hmm. that God's given us, and I believe that God's very creative God. And so we do uh, prophetic art as, as, you know, painting what the Word of God says. And so that's led by the Holy Spirit. And, you know, when we do the art, you know, ministry inside of Artist Night Out, and whether it be music or, or, you know, art or dance, even poetry, I mean, all of it, it's all there. And God can use it to reach the, the lost in such a powerful way because it changes the atmosphere. And that person soften, it softens their heart and they are ready to receive the Word. And so when it's being delivered, now you have this wonderful tool that, you know, we almost forget about. We have like two songs and then we got to go to the word. But this wonderful tool called music and art is, is, is like a gateway. It's just it's something that God can use as, you know, and people. I don't like saying using people. I like saying using the gifts in people because all the gifts were from him. He gave it to us mm -hmm. to use to reach out to those yeah. who need him. I know that when when I sing or I'm listening to music, music really touches me deep, mm -hmm. um, and it brings tears to my eyes. It it, it does stuff to me inside, and mm -hmm. um, a lot of times, well, you know, with a lot of churches and and, and uh, assemblies, you know, music is the big draw. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I think that's a, a big thing. You know, when, when I listen to some of the words of some of these songs, it just touches me deep, mm -hmm. uh, more so than a lot of preaching. I mean, that may sound really bad to a lot of preachers. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really, not the most popular <laughs> way yeah. of think, seeing it. But it really, but music for me has been part of my life, all my life. You well, know? it's so powerful. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and the enemy knows that, too. And he'll use he'll use the same stuff. Yeah, and it, and it can be used in a negative way. Mm -hmm. But if we're smart about it, mm -hmm. you know, we use it in a positive way, and it can really reach into people and move people in ways that I think are just huge. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I've learned through the years is we we see it as artists we want to express ourselves, but why not use art to express who God is? Yeah, you know. Yeah. And see, with me, it's so, it's so funny. I, I avoided art and art classes mm -hmm. through school all my life because mm -hmm. I just can't draw. Now, my, my, this is terrible. My, <laughs> my uncle is a, was, a, was an amazing artist. I mean, mm -hmm. he could draw. He even finally went to work for a, an art uh, gallery mm -hmm. where they had paintings that needed to be fixed mm -hmm. with the paint, mm -hmm. and he would fix them like that. And they would look like it was never messed up my mom paints my mom literally has uh, I took a picture of this um, 
lighthouse up in Canada at the North Bay. It's way up north in Ontario. Mm-hmm. I took this picture of this lighthouse. It had busted out windows. It was kind of, they didn't use it anymore. Mm-hmm. And she went and painted it. And it's just gorgeous. Well, um, my, I guess my brother, I guess, showed the, they have a museum there, showed them the picture of my painting. They wanted it. Mm-hmm. So mom donated it to him. Well, she was part of the um, Pearl Harbor. She was a ch- kid when oh, wow. Pearl Harbor when they came and bombed, and she was watching the planes go over. Yeah, and all of that. And my grandfather was involved. My uncle was a diver trying to get the people afterwards. Well, my mom painted a picture of Pearl Harbor as she saw it. Wow. And um, a friend of ours who has friends who work for the uh, Nimitz Museum, which I found out is the uh, Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. You know, they saw this and they contacted me and they wanted to know if she wanted, wanted to donate that. And I said, well, we're, we're going to donate that to Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. you know, in Fort Island. Uh, but, yeah, I asked my mom and she said, absolutely, you know. Wow. So now Smithsonian has one of my mom's paintings of Pearl Harbor. And it's just That's like. That's amazing. But you come down to me. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, I just can't draw. I can't. I yeah. literally, you know, a stick figure is it. You know, yeah. and it's like, where do you put the eyes? Well, you you'd know, be surprised what you can do with the right teacher, though. <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised how bad I am. No, I mean, I teach five-year-olds, and I teach, you know, all ages, really. Um, one of the things I, I've broken it down to is three stages of painting. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really confuses most artists is, like, what stage are you in while you're painting? Because you can get lost in the details. You can just sit there and try to put the details first and all the little details, all the little things. But really, it's the furthest thing away from you is what you create, you paint first then the next layer and then the next layer it works in layers so if you know which layer you're in or which stage you're in in the painting process it makes it so much easier huh <laughs> well and for me you know if you look at cartoons and you look at these weird looking people how they're disfigured in cartoons mm-hmm. I could do that you can do that <laughs> and it's different different forms of art you know like it's not necessarily painting a landscape it could be cartooning or digital art and yeah. it's the same concept so you're, you're going to use color theory you're going to use texture you're going to use composition in, in yeah. every form of art See, that's all Hebrew to me. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, it's interesting because I could, I've written poetry. I've, I've published a book on poetry. I've written, mm-hmm. I've write, well, I haven't really written songs, um, but I play music. And, and so on that end of it, I really have that part of my brain that works, except when it gets to the drawing. <laughs> right? That's funny. It is funny. Yeah. You would think I would have more of that artistic you know, ability all all together, but mm-hmm. it just stops there. It yeah, just literally stops. And I think sometimes it's like what you practice. It's a p- pursued interest, right? So uh, I, my favorite artist is Bob Ross. So he's like, you know, creativity. You know, talent mm-hmm. is just a pursued interest. So if you never took, per- you never pursued that interest, you're probably not going to be uh-huh. as good as the next person. But you know, my my love for art is amazing. Mm-hmm. We have um, we have pictures in our home um uh, margaret keen mm-hmm. the big eyes oh yes we have three of hers in our sign and we wow. have peggy harper's in our in our house and just amazing mm-hmm. art we have some really cool stuff and i love them i mean mm-hmm. it just it really touches me yeah um so basically it, it 
it does that, but it doesn't go any further. So. <laughs> well, we need, as artists, we need art collectors like you, so <laughs> that's always a good thing. <laughs> and we just purchased a, we just purchased a piece of art for Peggy Harper mm-hmm. that's cool wood frame totally. It's just amazing from Oahu. Now we're just trying to get it here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a big piece of art. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we collect it. We love it. That's you awesome. Know, um, you're definitely, you know, being a blessing to those who make it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So anything else you want to tell us? Um, you know, so we're talking about art, but I also, you know, the Holy Spirit is very creative. He created when in the beginning, God created the whole world. But he, what did He do? He used the Holy Spirit. He spoke, you know, and that creative spirit went across the waters and and did all the work, right? Because yeah. it's the power. So I think when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, anyone can probably create something, you know, because the Holy Spirit's going to flow through you. Right. You know, and if you really pursue it, if you really want to do it, you, you know, you can pray and ask God and he'll give you the ability. And I think that that, that really has a lot of um, credence to it because I think God is tremendously creative. I mean, if you look at just a different species of birds yeah. and the colors and mm-hmm. the you know the outlines and the different you know everything around us mm-hmm. the trees the leaves and how they're they all work and how they all look mm-hmm. i think you know look at the human body um just god is amazing and his, exactly and his creativity is amazing right the evidence is all around us yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's i think it's so cool he, he just didn't create a bunch of blobs you know, <laughs> yeah we really have creativity in the way we look the way we function mm-hmm. and the way in all of nature and how the way how all that looks and how all that functions mm-hmm. so god did more than just put something out there he made it function a certain way mm-hmm. he made it he made nature function a certain way he made the galaxy function a certain way i mean it's just amazing mm-hmm. his creativity go, is without bounds right you know and yeah. so i think when you say god is a creative god i've always believed that oh yeah totally i've always believed and then you put a bunch of creatives together Ooh, <laughs> you know we, in artist <laughs> night out when we have our live music time we have the time where, like, there's some spontaneous worship going on. Mm-hmm. And you never know what they're going to sing or what they're going to say. So my daughter's a musician as well. And we have someone like Sylvester Treadway come on our show and do, our, do, do his thing. He's a very spontaneous worshiper. So when he plays, she sings, and they just come together and they just bounce off of each other. And they're not, there's no words in, on a piece of paper that they're going by. They're going by what the Holy Spirit is leading them to sing. That's and really it's cool. absolutely beautiful. That's really Never cool. a dry eye in the place when that happens. Like just things like that, just spontaneous, you know. Yeah. Suddenly, just like Jesus comes suddenly, <laughs> you know. So if you um, want to contact um, Brenda or, or anybody from the the group, I guess uh, I don't know how you respond on your emails, but I also have uh, a link on our website. Mm-hmm. If you go to the guest page, right above the little picture, it says the email. You can click here. Or, again, you can go straight to her website, artistnightout.org, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, um, you can find a contact uh, page. You have a little form there. You can read through the website, and uh, it's got all kinds of really neat information in there. Uh, you do say, however, that you're the owner of uh, Brenda's Art, Creation Art Studio. You yeah, it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> it's still there in the background, you know, because I am, that was my first company yeah. when I started. So, so, so it's a really neat website. I like your website a lot. Thank you. It's very um, artsy. 
<laughs> and you see pictures of people who've created their own art holding it, right? Mm -hmm. Those are all people who've done their own art. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. I think you've done amazing. Um, We're also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You know, you can just get a hold of us in any way, way of those yeah. um, social media. Is big. Well, I'm familiar with your Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't get into a lot of the other. I don't have time. For yeah, it's hard. I make my videos through one, you know, one social media and then transfer it over to the other ones. But you have to do everything really fast <laughs> nowadays. So, so really, you know, it, it is worthwhile. If you're in San Antonio, it, don't pass this up. Mm -hmm. It is worthwhile looking into this. Uh, if you have a Saturday night where you just have nowhere to go and, and you just don't feel like watching a, another um, episode of Star Trek, you know, <laughs> go go to um, Artist Night Out. I yeah. mean, enjoy the music, enjoy the night. It, it's uh, it's really uh, can be a blessing and be maybe a start of something new for you. Um, but it, it beats sitting at home and, and just watching TV all the time. Yeah, there's only so many restaurants you can go to. Yeah. There's only so many movies you can watch. <laughs> and you have snacks? You had snacks Yeah, before. we have snacks, free coffee. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, people bring stuff all the time, you know. And if you have an event and you want to have it there, you can do that. You know, just contact me and yeah. we can do, you know. I, ha I used to have, like, a rap night where all the rap Christian rappers would come. And they would just have a big old party. And it was just so much fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, really, I highly recommend this ministry. I highly recommend... Uh, uh, about everything you do. I, I think it's just pretty cool what you do. And this Saturday night, we're going to have an open mic. So we've done Christian karaoke there. So definitely open mic this Saturday, what? 6 o'clock. That's cool. Yeah. That way, if you have you want to come and bring your guitar, come play. Well, there's a song I've been wanting to play. We'd know. love to have you. Definitely. So, um, we'll see. <laughs> you got to make time for it. <laughs> so our awesome. topic tonight is on prayer and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Two topics that... Um, I love to teach on, mm -hmm. uh, and I've taught on on the Holy Spirit quite extensively in a lot of areas, including in, including here during the pandemic when we were in our apartment. We were because we couldn't meet here. Um, I gave a, a two hour, one hour each teaching on the Holy Spirit. So, mm -hmm. but there's a lot there, and, and um, so anyway, um, since this is kind of broad. We're going to talk about this, so open up right. with prayer. What is your idea Would you want to talk about with prayer? Well, I think um, what I've been seeing a lot of is people will go into their prayer closet and they will check off the list that they prayed, and then they would leave and nothing changes. And, you know, a long time ago, uh, I kind of felt like I was a prayer warrior in a sense because I had to overcome so much. So if I'm going to go into a prayer closet or talk to God, I want to make sure <laughs> that something's going to change. You know, I don't think I want to go to God boldly to the throne and then walk away with empty hands. You know, like nothing happened, nothing changed. No, don't feel any different. So I think that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. If we're praying in the Spirit and we're we're asking God for whatever it is that we're asking Him for. We should wait. And I think the wait part is where it's hard. I think when we wait, that's when the Holy Spirit will reveal to us mm -hmm. what it is that we, our part, what's our part. You know, I think when we pray, there's this, well, I think because we're not really taught how to pray, mm -hmm. a lot of us pray 
dear God, help me with this, help me with that. Dear God, heal me from this, heal me from that. Dear mm-hmm. God, please give me more money. Dear God, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's amen, and then we go on with our day. Mm-hmm. Just like we, uh, our Sabbath days are like, you know, oh, I better go to church for an hour, and then that's all over with. That's right. how we, we do our prayer, mm-hmm. and that's, that's how we live our lives, which yeah. is really unfortunate because that's not how the scriptures teach it. Right, right. Um, there's a lot of scriptures in the Bible about praying and, and, and um, in Colossians it talks about praying earnestly uh, continue in prayer mm-hmm. uh, be vigilant with thanksgiving right and a lot of people don't think about that about thanking God Jesus when he did the uh, talk to us about how to pray in the Lord's we call it the Lord's prayer it's really the disciples prayer mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know he, he did something I thought was really unique. He, you start off with, you know, our Father in heaven who's holy. Mm-hmm. You know, you are holy. How mm-hmm. Holy is your name. Uh, and how often do we really stop and say, Father mm-hmm. in heaven, you are so holy. Acknowledge him. Acknowledging him. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I bring that up is because Hezekiah, Hezekiah did this prayer. And, and you find it in, in 2 Kings chapter 19. What was happening was um, the Assyrians had already taken over North Israel, mm-hmm. and Israel and Judah was separated, and Judah was left over, and you, Hezekiah was the king of Judah. Isaiah was the prophet at, at the time. Mm-hmm. And the Assyrians came into Judah and sieged, they were surrounded, you know, Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and they were waiting them out, but they did something. It was interesting. They were they were threatening the people of Jerusalem, and so the people were were kind of pressuring Hezekiah in opening the doors and letting the people come in. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah is saying, "No, you don't do that. You know, God is your God, and you need to trust God. And don't don't listen to this guy. He's full of lies. And look what he's done already." And so basically, you have this warning. Then you have Hezekiah, who, by the way, is noted in Scripture as the most righteous king of Israel or Judah, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's a big thing. Well, Sennacherib, I guess, or or the Syrians, wrote a letter and sent it by way of a messenger to Hezekiah. And And the letter said that they want you to basically surrender to them or else. You know, and they're going to lay, like, they've already laid waste to all these other nations, and they've already done all these things, and if you don't, we're going to do the same. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't just, if you do, you'll be fine, which obviously Hezekiah didn't believe in, neither did Isaiah. Right. So he gets this letter, he takes the letter to the temple. Okay. Are you familiar with this? I'm learning right now. Like, oh, this is good. This is the most amazing <laughs> I, I prayer. Love, I love this. This, this is, is the most amazing prayer in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and it says here, verse 14, Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. Mm-hmm. And then he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. So in other words, he took this letter, laid it on the altar and says, Hey, God, this is for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He spread it before the Lord, and it's like, okay, Lord, this is this is all for you. This this is, they're doing this, and then it says, Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, mm-hmm. and this is what he says, Lord, God, the God of Israel, a throne between the cherubim, mm-hmm. between the angels, mm-hmm. 
Okay, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. So here we are telling God, here he is telling God how amazing you are. You are the only God. You are huge. You are holy. You are Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. Mm. We can learn from this prayer. I mean, seriously, we're not talking about the Holy Spirit and New Testament and all that. We're talking about a basic prayer and how he praise in a way Jesus taught us how to pray. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Exactly what Exactly, it is. yes. And here is the prayer of a, a simple guy. You know, he's king, but he's just a simple guy. Right. He could have just said, okay, I give up and, and open the doors. Or he could have taken this letter and said, you know what? We've got to do something more serious. Mm. And so he sits there and he does that. And he goes on and he tells God, you have made heaven and earth. Mm. You are the creator of all things. Acknowledging him. Exactly. Yes. Creator of all things. Mm-hmm. How do we, do we ever pray that? Mm. Do we ever say, God, you are holy. You are, you are the God of all. Yeah. You created heaven and earth. You are it. Yeah. This is what he's doing. Yeah. He's tickling God's ear. He's telling him how amazing mm. he is. Wow. That's good. And it's almost like we don't have enough time to do that. Right. Right. God, but we will remind him of his promises. You said, yeah. you promised, you know. Claim it and give it to me. Where now. is it? Where is it? I yeah. don't see it. <laughs> but it's wow. almost like we don't have time to tell God how wonderful he is. Yeah. Instead, it's like, mm. God, help me, give me, thank you, amen, goodbye. Yeah. And, and, and we're done, mm-hmm. you know. But he puts this all out. And then he goes on. He says, give ear. Listen to me, Lord. Mm-hmm. And here, open your eyes. Mm-hmm. See this situation I'm going to present to you because this here is really important to me, mm-hmm. Lord. And see. So he says, here, open your eyes and see. Listen to the words of Sennacherib. Now, Sennacherib is the king of Assyria. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, listen to the words of Sennacherib. He has sent to ridicule the living God. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm. See, now he's not just saying, he's threatening my life. Oh, help me. God save me. He's right, not doing right, that at all. Right. He's saying, he is ridiculing you. Yeah. And all that you are and all that you've done and all that you stand for. Yeah. He's ridiculing you. Yeah. I mean. Like, how dare he do that? I know. Like, David, you know, did the same thing with the, with Goliath, you know. Who are you, you know, <laughs> against God? Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So, so when he goes on in verse 17, he says, It is true, Lord, that the Assyrian kings have laid waste to all the nations mm-hmm. and their lands. They have thrown their gods, okay, the Assyrians have thrown the, all these nations' gods into the fire and destroyed them. And then he notes, for they were not gods at all. Mm. They were just wood and stone fashioned by human hands. Mm. Yes. So he acknowledges they threw their gods away, but you know what? They weren't even gods. Right. They were just our creation of our idols. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But he, but, but he, 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 I guess he feels that's important enough to tell God this. Mm-hmm. And he says, now, Lord, our God, deliver us mm. from his hand. So he's saying, save us. But he goes on, so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone are Lord mm, God. Mm, yes, for it's his not, glory. Save me because I don't want to get hurt. Yes. Don't save me because I want to have all this. Mm. Save us so the world will know that you alone are God. Yes. He points the whole thing, our whole, his whole prayer is it's all for him. honoring him. Yes. 
Save me in the midst of this, but save me so that you will be honored. Don't save me because I need not to suffer. Yes. But save me so that the world knows that you alone are Lord God. Mm, that's good. Powerful. Yeah. Because it's not about us. We think it's about us. You know, yes. we, we want to take credit. We want to we want it all for ourselves. We want if, if God answers this prayer, then look what we did. You know, we can actually take credit for our own prayers. Right. Mm. It's oh, like, I know. It's, you know, we want to name this and claim it and like, look what God gave me because yeah. I just told him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's humbling, you know, especially when you have been. Well, well then we go into, yeah, we go into Ephesians <laughs> 6. It says, you know, pray always with prayer and supplication in the spirit. What is supplication? Asking. Or, or requesting God earnestly mm-hmm. and humbly. Mm-hmm. Not just putting a request before him to say, hey, I want this yeah. and give it to me. Right. You know, I read a thing from a guy who says, you know, because of who we are in Christ, we can demand God of what we want and, he, and expect him to give it to us. Yeah. I'm like, what kind of theology is that? It's almost arrogant. It, 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 it is arrogant. <laughs> like, it, if, if you're going to sit there and expect God to yeah. move, and I'm not going to do anything until you do this for me. Well, I know. And, and even in the... I mean, you can justify the, it through Scripture, you know, because there was... Well, you twist it, though. Yeah, but you're twisting... Right, exactly. You're twisting the Scripture when you exactly. do that. But he says that do it in the Spirit, being watchful to the, this end with all perseverance. Mm-hmm. You know, and and supplication f- for all the saints. Mm-hmm. Again, Paul turns this to about building the body, right? Building one another. Right. We asked for the building of the kingdom. Hezekiah. That's exactly what he did. Jesus, when he gave us this, the disciples' prayer, when he prayed in John seventeen, exactly what he did again. Mm-hmm. It's about building the kingdom, building one another, lifting up one another. Yes. For what exactly. purpose? For God. Yep. He gets all the glory. He gets all the glory. Exactly. I think we've lost it in the idea of what we need to pray for and how we need to pray. Yes. We don't have enough teaching in our congregations, I would say, or groups Mm -hmm. about prayer, how to pray. Why do we pray? And the purpose. and and Exactly. And the power of prayer. Exactly. Being, it changes you. Not your circumstance. It changes your perspective, yeah. not what is going on around you. I have, and in, in, my, in this program, it reaches people in Africa and Asia and Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've had a few people, or a couple people from Africa. I don't know if it's Nigeria. Nigeria might be where, where I'm getting this. Where they've asked, where is the power of God? Because I don't see it mm. in people when they want to pray or say they have the gifts of spirit. I don't see the power. Mm-hmm. Well, this may be why you don't see the power. is because people are self-indulged mm-hmm. rather than, you know, the kingdom indulged. Yeah. They're, they're all, it's all about me, myself, and I. Not Selfish, about yeah. the body of Christ, the kingdom of God, right. and God himself. Well, you said if you follow me, you're going to lose your life. We have to lose ourselves, And we're in the last days. We're literally seeing the lovers of self right now. Yeah. We're, we're seeing it. We're, at, we're living it. It's selfies and, and all the different videos that are constantly all about me, 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 and what I'm doing and what, what yeah, getting all the glory. 
Maybe, maybe that's why I can't do a good selfie. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like doing selfies very much at all. <laughs> I, know, I bought this yeah. long selfie stick, you know. I put the guy and he says, I can't even do that. <laughs> I always say, if, I, if I'm going to get a picture, you're going to take it because I'm just going to stand here. <laughs> like, yeah. you're just going to catch it. But I think, yeah. I think prayer is important. You know, we, uh, when I talk about prayer, I tell mm. people, read Read the prayer that Jesus gives in Matthew 6, the, mm-hmm. the Lord's Prayer. Read especially mm-hmm. John Just 17. Just really study it out. John mm-hmm. 17, he talk, Jesus separates it in three groups. Mm-hmm. He talks to the, to the Father for him, right. for the disciples there, and for the world, which is us, right. the world the <clears throat> believers that are coming in. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how Jesus prays for all this and how he's honoring the Father. Right. You know, that's, that's huge. And how Hezekiah is honoring God in his prayers. And how Paul teaches us to honor the body of believers and honor God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, to Give me, honor where it's due. that's where mm-hmm. we need to look at when we pray. Yeah. You know. And then also when you pray, you have to wait for the answer. Wait for what God wants to speak to you. Because if you just go and you lay it out on the table there and then you get nothing back how do you change how do you make a difference and i think that's true and it's not true i think that sometimes we don't have to wait Mm -hmm. and sometimes we really do have to wait Mm -hmm. and i think that patience is a virtue that's lost right in in our day and age you know in at least the last 60 years yeah i mean as an artist we have a lot of patience to do our craft you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we will sit there and just really work that thing until it's perfect. But we won't even give enough time for, for God to help us in, in our life. We have all the time to give into our crap, but not enough time to give him. Yeah. We have to give back to him. The prayer almost is like for him, you know, to give him glory. And, and it's so important. I mean, when we talk about prayer, I mean, I, I pray in the shower Mm-hmm. I pray at my desk. Says pray without ceasing. Yeah. I, I pray at my desk. I pray while I drive. Mm-hmm. I, I just it's just I'm constantly I'm, praying. Ongoing. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just like a discussion that I have and and I'm not just saying give me give me give me, you right. know. Uh it, it's just, just talking to him like he's in the room. Talking and listening yes. and waiting and, yes. and observing. Communicating. Exactly. Yes. There's a book that this a guy named um, I think it's James Lee, James or Earl Lee. Back in the 70s. I've I know that sounds that. like an old song. It's called yeah. Vic, the Vic, uh, Life of Victorious Living. Mm-hmm. And it's out of Psalms. And it talks about committing. It's like a circle. And we commit into the circle. And we after we commit, you know, we... Um, was a part of waiting, you mm-hmm. know, uh, waiting, delighting, resting mm-hmm. uh, in the Lord. Every so often, as we're waiting, we kind of fret. We, you know, and we spin yeah. off, you know. Right. Well, what do you do now? You go back to commit again. And you yeah, go, you go back to what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. you go back to commit right. and then you focus, focus it out. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that we, we're in a day and age that we don't give that time to mm-hmm. God to do that. Right. Because everything's fast. And I think that a really and I know this just came to me just now I mean mm. I never thought about this in, in when I was preparing or looking at this today but you know there, there's a parable that Jesus taught about the seeds mm-hmm. going to hard rock and good soil bad oh, yeah, soil the soils. and there's My one where 
it, it, it grows, becomes a believer, grows real fast. Right. But all the stresses of the world, that's what the, it says. Yes. Jesus says all the stresses of the world come in, yeah. choke it out, and it dies. And it dies, yes. We need to think about that yeah. seed. We well, don't want to be that seed. Right. We need to be good ground yeah. for that seed to fall on. We need, to, we need to not let the stresses of the world take us out. And that's out. where the Holy Spirit comes in. Exactly. Again, he gives us peace. He comforts us. He shows us how to do things, you know, when we didn't even know we knew we could do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so I, and I think that um, in, in our praying, whether you understand the Holy Spirit or you don't understand the Holy Spirit, we can understand by Scripture how prayer works. Mm-hmm. And the way that I see that God has honored prayer and that God has blessed prayer is look at some of the people in the Bible who have prayed mm-hmm. and look at their prayers and see how God, like Hezekiah. Right. I mean, Hezekiah again. There was a time when Isaiah came to him and said, hey, well, you know what? Uh, God has said you're going to die and you need to get your, your mm-hmm. house in order. Yeah. You know? Right, <laughs> and Hezekiah's like, "Oh man!" He goes, he goes to God. He's praying, and Isaiah leads, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, of course, Isaiah is the word of the Lord. He, he's the one that brings the word in. Mm-hmm. So Hezekiah goes and says, "God, you know, I've served you faithfully. I've been righteous. I've been, I have, you know, please extend my days. Don't let me die." Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and he has, and, and and really, he was the one that. that after all these wicked kings, he brought back the temple and worship and, and did all the things that were right. Mm-hmm. He did. He was righteous. And he, he said, based on what I have given to you, please honor my prayer. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you know, Isaiah comes back, I guess, whenever he did, came back. He says, God's going to let you live. And he lived 13 years late, longer. Right. Well. <laughs> so we, we need to take in that. How do prayers get answered? We mm-hmm. need to honor God. And I think a lot of things that keep us from getting our prayers answered is the heart, like what's in your heart. If, you know, we have to pray like David prayed. Search my heart, oh yeah. Lord. Search me. Look and see if there's anything that's not right. Well, and here's an interesting thing. So David um, caught in, in a... And it, well, he didn't get caught. He had committed <laughs> adultery. He was going to get caught because he got her pregnant. And so right. he had his, her husband kind of killed off. <laughs> yeah. So he kills off her husband. And so, you know, Nathan, the, the prophet, comes in and tells him the story. And David's like, well, that guy ought to be put to death. Go get him. He says, well, you're the guy. You know, and what did David do? He fell on the ground and wept and repented. Mm. I really believe if David didn't do that, God would have taken his life. Mm. Because yeah. the law said that you're die, you're done. Right. You know? No tolerance. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but I think because of his repentance, and you can read that in the Psalms, mm-hmm. his whole prayer is there Changed. about for, you know seek seek my heart, cleanse yeah. me, you know, and renew my spirit, the whole mm-hmm. thing. And I believe that if we have a repentant heart, if we truly seek God and to mm-hmm. become like him, mm-hmm. become like Jesus, I think that brings on a whole new perspective in our heart to what we do become and what God, how God will use us. Yeah, because repentance is really a lifestyle. Yeah. It's really a lifestyle. You should be repenting every time you know you did something. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, God, I'm sorry I did that. I yeah. knew. Because we're human. We have a flesh. We're going to make mistakes. 
and we have to give grace to ourselves too. Sometimes we don't give ourselves enough grace. I think you know we have that perfectionism that will try to get us to to do everything just right. But if God's grace is sufficient, you know, and we know that and believe that, then how come we're not giving ourselves that same amount of grace? And I, and I think. And I think a lot of it has to do with we have low self-esteem. We yes. probably have low self-esteem as we grow up and have Huge. things and mm-hmm. take in those stuff. And that low self-esteem says, I'm not worthy. Yes. I'm not worthy enough for people to love me, God to love me, or him to answer my prayers or whatever. But mm-hmm. if we understand, Jesus came while we were sinners. Yes. He died for us Amen. while we were yes. sinners. So yes. it, it really... God doesn't look at us the way the world looks at us. And if we were to take our mind and think, okay, I'm not worthy, and change that to, well, God feels that I'm worthy. So our, our self-esteem needs to transfer from what right. other people see us right. to the way God sees us. Yeah, because it's not about what people think about you. It's about what God sees in you. Yeah. You know? And I, and I, I know that for um, many, many years I suffered the low self-esteem from my background and everything. And I know that it was a really hard life, but it wasn't, that wasn't where the glory goes into my life, what it used to be. It's where God has me now that matters. And so when we pray, we're in the moment. We need to be in the moment now, not feeling the, the sadness or the anger or the unforgiveness of the past mm-hmm. that if it's under the blood it's under the blood and it's over it's done you cannot go back in the past and change it you have to be in the moment right now yeah where are you and, and not only that people talk about repetitive prayers and actually mm-hmm. it's not bad to pray for the same thing over and over, if again. You, over again yeah if I want something I mean because Jesus gave again the story about the guy knocking on the guy's door at midnight asking him over and over and over again right. hey we need bread we knocking need bread. and knocking and knocking and yeah. said, okay take <laughs> it like, open it. the door <laughs> like fine just go okay I can't take it anymore <laughs> so, so and he goes on he said the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails exactly much. so mm-hmm. I really think that's that's okay, but again, mm-hmm. back to the heart. Right. You know, why are we we asking for what we are asking? What are, where are we going to take it once we receive it? Where, where's right. our motive? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. So, and and let's get under the Holy Spirit a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you have something else, I already you know I already feel the Holy Spirit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let me say this before we get going. The primary the primary purpose of the work of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. okay, especially the way I see this, is to honor and glorify Jesus. Yes. The primary yes. work. A lot of people think the primary work of the Holy Spirit is to give us the gifts of tongues. Yes, or the hooky spooky, you exactly. know, something happened and I suddenly have to go take a right turn. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But I'm saying this here and now, yeah. so it, it's not it's not misunderstood. The right. primary purpose, mm-hmm. you know, of the work of the Holy Spirit is to honor and glorify Jesus. Yes. Jesus said in John 1526, I believe it is, he said, But the helper comes. Yes. Whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of right. me. Mm-hmm. So he talks about the Spirit will honor the Son. Yes. This is what we, we really need to look at. Yes. And Paul says about together. the same thing in, in 1 Corinthians 14 that, you know, it's all about, you know, being in the Spirit in unity that we, we're not confusing right. the issue. Right. So I think that we need to understand in everything and all things with the Holy Spirit, is about honoring Jesus. Yes. That's huge. Yes. And unfortunately, we don't get enough of that teaching. Right. Exactly. And, you know, when we we get to, to 
uh, hooky spooky with it. We, we, <laughs> that's why I just have to say it like you that. Said a lot, it's right? true. It's true. We get too hooky spooky with it because we think that we hear God. But, you know, if you have the word of God in you, and, and he speaks to you through his word. He's not going to speak to you through anything else. He's going to speak to you through his word. It's the word of God speaking the word of God. And he's going to speak through with the Holy Spirit to remind us of what his word says. Mm-hmm. It's a practical thing, really, in common sense, too. So if we are going through life and having, we have a situation and we have a problem, we're trying to figure out what to do with it, say it's finances. Well, what does the word of God say? Mm-hmm. And then if the Holy Spirit is in you, he's going to remind you what the Word of God says. Or he's going to lead you to go find out what the Word of God says. Yeah. But he's not going to, you know, I mean, if he's silent, then he's silent. And you need to get filled with the Holy Spirit and then be able to to know that what the Word of God says. Because that's how, where the answer is. It's always in Jesus. What did Jesus do? Check it out. Let's go find out. Let's read the book, you know, yeah. instead of just kind of. Well, I need to go to the bank, and I need to go to the right. St- <laughs> you know, like because he'll te- he'll lead you, he'll lead you to yeah. the bank, you know, to get out money and go and give it in the tithe. <laughs> you know, that's what he'll do. <laughs> you know, and it's really interesting. Uh, so, um, my wife and I, uh, so as everybody knows, we go to Moldova, mm-hmm. and um, and so we support uh, different missionaries there. Mm-hmm. And what's really funny is they, they're so, the people are really poor there. And so some missionaries will actually invite you to dinner and they'll want to do a pitch mm-hmm. and see if you'll support them. You know? Right. And we never, ever give in to that, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, my pastor taught us a long time ago. We, we just give them work, you know. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. But they have to live on support. Right, they have to so live what, on So what we do is we watch them and mm-hmm. watch their work. Mm-hmm as a missionary right. in the Lord. Um, and if we're so moved mm-hmm. to support that missionary, we will do it. Right. But we we don't we've I don't think we've ever supported anybody just because they've asked. Right. It has to be the Holy Spirit leading you to In it. fact one missionary, he's been on our program mm-hmm. multiple times. His name is Radu mm-hmm. uh, Kukosh. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he he came to our home mm-hmm. My wife and I already talked about before he ever came over. We already decided that we were going to support him before he ever came over and did his his little pitch of what he does. Mm-hmm. And so when he was done, it was all funny. When he was done after twenty minutes of showing us all his little pictures and stuff, he said he kind of gets it out. Well, well, you know, could you or would you support me? And he says, Oh yeah, we already decided we we're going to do that before he came. Mm-hmm. He goes, Well, why'd you have me do this? <laughs> 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 we still wanted to see what you, but we, right. but something about his spirit spoke right. to us, and it's been one of the most amazing blessings we've ever done was to support this family. Right. You know, from there we've had other families, but this mm-hmm. family in particular, right? Uh, it, They're it, close to your heart. It's just yeah. oh, amazing. They're like family to me. He's like more closer than a brother to me. Yeah. And his children uh, are just like my kids. So they're just you know they call me uncle. You know, it's just mm. it's really cool. But that's how we do it. We 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 watch what they do. We we talk about it. We pray about it, and and we go from there. And we allow the spirit to work with us. Yeah. And every so often, like during the 2020, my wife, we were not making money because we were closed down. Well, should we we back off on some of what we're giving because we're giving more than we're bringing in? He says, Well, I don't think we should do that. We can, you know, I think we should continue to give because I really believe God will bless us mm-hmm. if we do. Mm-hmm. And so my wife's unsure about this. Well, I don't know. I says, well, just, just got to trust the Lord. He'll, he's okay. You know, mm-hmm. she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, God is blessing us now. And it's really cool. Amen. But, you know, it's 
in the Holy Spirit, if we understand that he is honoring Jesus, what are we supposed to be doing? Guess what? Mm-hmm. Honoring Jesus. Right. That's really what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. The different, and I wrote down here, um, the different things that the Holy Spirit has come to do. And these are the functions, and, and you can pop in any time. Yeah, yeah. Number one, to give honor and glorify Jesus, yes. the Son. Okay, number two, he testifies of Jesus. So we read that scripture. Mm-hmm. Three, he teaches, he teaches us all things. Yes. We find that, you know, in, in John. Okay, right. in John 14 and 16, it talks somewhat about this, okay? So in John 14, he teaches us all things. When I pray, I ask the Spirit. I pray to the Spirit. Mm-hmm. That he will teach me. Yes. That when I teach, that he will use me, mm-hmm. the, the things he teaches. That and we need to be teachable. Yeah, sometimes. Because sometimes he tries to teach us, and we're not, you we're know, not teachable. Saying, mm-hmm. I'll watch a program I did, and I'm watching, and all of a sudden, I'll, I'll hear something I said. I go, I said, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, the Holy Spirit must have just flowed mm-hmm. at the point. And I'm thinking, I don't remember ever saying that. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of come, came out. Mm-hmm. Number four, he guides us mm-hmm. into all truth. Mm-hmm. This is why we need to seek the Holy Spirit. That's right. Teach us all things. Guide us into all truth. Learn. Teach us to honor the Son. Better than a GPS. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, he convicts us of sin. Yes. Man, can you imagine if we didn't have conviction? We'd just oh, be know. walking around doing our own thing. Well, it's, it's like the people say, well, I'm saved. You know, yeah, I know. I do this sin and I do mm-hmm. that sin. I know this is terrible. I right. do that, but God hasn't healed me of that, so it's okay. Right. I was like, no. It's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah, exactly. You keep seeking him and finding out like more. Like, be teachable again. Like, humble yourself. Realize I, that you can't keep going. I've had people come to me, Brenda, mm-hmm. who say to me, you know, um, I pray for things. But I don't know why God doesn't answer this prayer or these prayers that I ask for, or why God isn't blessing me, mm-hmm. you know, in my business. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll know the person. I'll say, well, you're not putting God at center of all of your life, in your, even in your business. Mm-hmm. How can he bless what you're not giving him? He's got to be Lord of your exactly. life. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's Lord. the key. Lord yes. of your life. Yes. Not just the Savior of the, you know, right. the universe, or, or, but he's the Lord. And I think that's so important. We need to focus in, in, in holiness. Yes. And, and when you do that, I think that's when you open the door for God's blessing to come in. Yes, exactly. You know, I really do. Next one. He gives us power over sin. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Without that power, we're powerless. Over our, with our sin, like we could just let the sin take over our life, but we need the power to overcome that sin. And with me, I'm inclined to sin. Yeah, we all do. You know, the Bible says we're all fall short. You know, so. it's like it's like yesterday. You know, so we're we're training somebody in our business, and mm-hmm. my wife calls calls me on the. And I'm there on the intercom, and so I answer the phone in in a joke, and of course the joke is kind of maybe off color and my wife goes Alan (laughs) (laughs) so that's a terrible thing I said well probably terrible from the pastor who taught me this joke So, you know, that's funny. So she goes, Well, I'm going to have to have a talk with that pastor. <laughs> but I'm inclined to do, we're, we all are inclined. Yeah. And so I think the Holy Spirit, we need that Holy Spirit to help us yeah. overpower, overcome sin. Yeah, like okay. sarcasm is not yeah. a fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> that's what the I always tell my kids. The Holy Spirit will take, uh, will take of what is Jesus uh-huh. and what is about Jesus and declare it to us. Mm. Okay? 
uh, us who are believers. Yes. you got to okay. be a believer. Eight, we hear this a lot, he intercedes mm-hmm. for us when we pray. Yes. Now, to a lot of people, that only means uh, we pray in tongues. That's not what it means. Mm-hmm. It means when we don't have the words, when we yes. are when we are hurting, when we are in a place that we Mountains need him so yes. deeply, yes. he intercedes for yes. us in that community. And there are so many times, especially when you have a business like this, I, I can find myself literally in my physical closet just crying out to God, just saying, God, I don't know what to do. This is a situation I've never been in. This is new territory. I don't know what to do. And I would just start praying in tongues. And then I just started just moaning. And and he hears that. Oh, I know. He's so close to us. I think it's a big thing. And the last thing here, we took more time on prayer than ever, so we're (laughs) cutting the Holy Spirit short. No problem. Uh, The last thing is he tells us of the things to come. Yes. He, He teaches us. Of the end days. Not like a psychic or anything like that, but no. but more like a you know that something's happening because you see the signs around you. Right. And I think when Jesus talked about looking at the signs, he, you know, we all say, oh, we'll never know the day or the hour. Right. But Jesus said, so look for the signs. Look Don't the be signs. like the days of Noah when they just went on their lives. Just and hanging out, partying attention. and doing things. Yeah. Exactly. But but look for the signs. They're mm-hmm. going to be there. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit will teach and us. And you seek Him, you'll find Him. So yes. I think that's huge. Yeah. That's yeah. Huge. huge. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Yeah. <laughs> just go on and on and on all day. I'm we really could. These topics, so these are So big. good. I love it. So thanks so much for coming. Thank you. It's been such a blessing to have it you. It really is a pleasure. So, well, thank you for joining us today. Everyone, you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week. Aloha. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.